What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Pillow Talk with Paul Gano. Today, my guest is fellow comedian Jualit Barwani. Good to, Thank, good to be here, man. Good to be here. Oh, man. It's good to have you, dude. I wanted to get you on from time. Um, now, we don't know each other too much. Uh, so I kind of wanted to, like, you know, get you on to get you get to get to know you a little better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Outside of the comedy world. Um, you told me that you lived in Scarborough. Yeah. Um, were you born in Scarborough? No. Did you move to Scarborough? I moved to Scarborough from India, straight from India. From India. And yeah. how long how long have you been in in Canada? So I'm going to finish 8 years in April. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And what what was the deciding factor in coming here? So essentially like parents wanted to move, oh, okay. right? Cuz so I'm from like a smaller town in India, right? So what happened was career-wise they hit like a glass ceiling. It's like imagine like a small town in Alberta. It's like mm. at at some point you're going to hit a glass ceiling, right? So they right. were like, "Oh, okay, if we want to grow in our careers, we got to move." And they're like, if we're going to move, might as well, you know, take a bigger jump and just move countries, mm-hmm. right? And we had family friends who lived here. And my parents were like, hey, we're just going to put our paperwork. It costs very little processing fees to do that. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, we're still here. Nothing's going. There was nothing at stake to try. And then we applied and we got the paperwork through. So we're like, okay, we're moving. So that was the vibe. All right. So... Cause I'm I'm a little I've never been outside of I've been a little bit into the states yeah like Buffalo like yeah. that kind of a little bit yeah but like I've never been outside of Canada it, were, were there like did you guys have other options or were you automatically like Canada's the place yeah so and what was appealing about Canada mm. so there's like so with like so some context right so like a lot of like because of like where India is or was at least 10 years ago mm. was that like a lot of people want to move because they feel the country's systems are corrupt and stuff like that and gotcha. want to move out right but there's also there's this romanticization of the west right like since i've grown up there's been like oh the west it's like the land of opportunity okay. it's like yeah. oh you that like it, essentially the basic uh spiel is that once you move that's it now you're successful. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone who moves to this country is successful, which is not true. That's not how it works. Yeah. Right? Like, it's the same as saying, like, just because I moved to New York I, doesn't mean I'm going to be a successful comedian. Like, that doesn't... Sure, you can equate that. Like, all of us are, like, told, like, oh, New York's the city for comedy. But it's, like, it's not necessary that I'm going to go there and be successful. Right. Right? So, they romanticize the vest, right? So, it's usually UK, America, Canada... Australia a little bit, mm-hmm. New Zealand. It's basically like white countries, <laughs> okay, okay. like predominantly, right? But the problem with UK is the immigration's next to impossible, and with the US in the last ten years, has become significantly more difficult. Yeah, and Australia's I hear yeah really hard as well. Yeah, Australia's difficult, and then Australia also had like a bunch of like racist Indian oh, students. Fair. Like there was a, there was a lot of like gotcha. it, got, it. It wasn't as bad as how it is with like, the African-American community in America, but it was bad. Like, there was a lot of, like, police brutality with Indians. There were, every Indian was like, you know what, maybe not Australia. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe not, like, let's that. not, if it's an unknown country, I don't, and it's not like it's bad or anything. I know Indians who immigrate there. Yeah, yeah. All the time, but it's just, there was a phase where it was bad. And then uh, we were like, okay, and then basically what happened was Canada opened up its immigration policies, and it was super easy. So I think that was the big one. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, we were talking about it and, like, the paperwork that we got in on, like, that qualified us in 2016, mm-hmm. wouldn't count now. Like, it wouldn't, like, we wouldn't make the cut now. 
So in the last like eight years, it's become even more difficult. Sort of that's the vibe. So mm-hmm. that that was exciting. The fact that it's a Western country was exciting. And there's a little bit of like, oh, okay, there's more systems in place. You know, there's corruption, but not like that blatant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. I get pulled over, like I'm getting a ticket. Yeah. Have you right. dealt with any like shit here like that? Not as much. Like you, you taught, you hear about it, but you hear it on a very like global, like, like a higher scale, right? Like you hear like, oh, people do scams in their jobs. Yeah. But, yeah. but there's no like, hey, Paul, I'm going to like, you know, like I'm going to slip you a hundred bucks. How about like you let my faulty paperwork through it? It's like. I'm not gonna take no, that much of a, like, I'm not gonna risk take that much of a risk for a hundred dollars. Like you, you gotta pay me an exorbitant amount for me to like risk my job. Have you dealt with any like prejudice or any like you know any of that like racist bullshit since being here though that you were kind of trying to avoid from other countries? It's weird, right? So like in Toronto, no, as much. It's microaggressions. Mm. It's like the basic stuff, like oh, like for an Indian person, your English is really good, like that that sort of stuff, or like oh, like people will ask questions that don't really make sense. Like, do you speak Indian? I'm like, that's not a language. Like, not to be that bad. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. to be fair, like, a couple of years ago, I was like, do you speak Chinese? And that's not a language either, right? Yeah. It's either Cantonese or Mandarin, yeah. right? Yeah, So, it's microaggressions and stuff like that. It's not very, like, major. But, uh, it's not been very... Canada's been very good in terms of, like, prejudice and, like, racism against brown people. But again, that's my experience, right? Like, I'm sure there's people out there who face it on the daily, right? Yeah, like every, me, everybody has different experience, experiences, you know? for sure. Yeah, yeah, and like maybe I get away with it because I don't have an accent, right? And maybe I get away with it because I'm like a light skin Indian and not a dark skin Indian. Like, there's a mm. lot of factors to it, right? Yeah. So, like, I've definitely like not faced much, but I, I can't speak for others. I'm sure yeah, have. no, my I feel like you actually moved here probably around the same time that my girlfriend did, and um, like I I, I want to say that. She had, like, um, maybe just kind of a small fear of that. Yeah. Like, experiencing, like, racism and mm-hmm. prejudice and just what all the all the bad shit that comes with not being, you know, uh, I guess, white. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I, I feel like she kept to herself for a little bit. And yeah. since we've been dating, she's been kind of really... I don't know, from... From when we met, and she's, I'm not saying she's this not the same person, because she definitely is, but she's just come out of her shell so much, even since yeah. we've met. Um, did you have, like, a time? Like, when did you, when you moved here, you weren't doing comedy. No. When did you start comedy? Like, last year. Okay, all right. All right, less than a year, you would less say? Less than a year, less than a year. All right. Eight months, to be very sure. Yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah, fun times, yeah. That's amazing, and you've been, you've been uh, killing it so far. Thank How you, you been enjoying it? Oh, I've been loving it. Yeah. I've been loving it. I feel like uh, with comedy, it was it was definitely a moment where, like, I felt so comfortable that I was like, I can go on stage and be myself, right? So, like, for example, like, nowadays, like, I talk about... When I'm on stage, I talk about the Indian experience, right? Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I would have been okay to talk that with my friends, people who know me, but mm-hmm. not on not in front of strangers yeah. on stage. Yeah. But now I'm like, you know what? If I can put this into context, I can make a joke about it and people will laugh. Right? So Yeah, and they don't just have to be like brown like brown oh, no, meetings don't just have to be for brown people. Yeah. I 100%. Feel like that's that's like a big misconception, I think. Yeah. Um It's a very different thing because for me it's like I speak other languages and I I don't mind doing comedy in those languages. 
And at that point, that becomes a show for people who understand that language. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. But, but it doesn't have to be where you can't make, like, brown jokes in front of other, like, non-brown people, essentially. Yeah. Right? So it's, yeah. in my head, I'm like, okay, as far as I can catch them up to the context that they need, then I can make those jokes. Like, sometimes, yeah, sure, if I just walked in a room full of brown people, I could make some jokes without giving any context because we're all... It's a shared lived experience, right? Or, or like, say, example, like, like we're both wrestling fans, mm-hmm. right? So if we did a show for people who were into wrestling, I could just walk up and make, like, a Triple H joke that most people in the room will get without yeah. any context. Mm-hmm. But if I were to do just a regular comedy show, I would explain yeah. who Triple H is, yeah, yeah. what he does, and then, haha, here's a joke. Right, so I think that's just the and even one. still they wouldn't get it like wrestling fans. Oh, 100 percent, they know? would not get it. They would yeah. not get it. So it would have to be either really well explained in my setup, or <coughs> something so common that people just know about brown people. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> how did your parents feel? Have they seen you? Yeah, they've seen me. Yeah. And. They like it. They don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, they the only like they don't have a problem with it. The only thing is they say that like I will like I'm burning the candle on both ends sort of thing because I work full time. Yeah. And I do stand up. Yeah. So they're like, hey, just like don't. And they don't like either of your jobs. They're like, what's your nine to five? Is I work in construction. Oh yeah. So you were already a failure to them, <laughs> right? But I'm like, and you're doing comedy. God <laughs> damn it, Joala. Can you do at least one of the things? <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, it's been uh, the thing with construction is so I work on the office side, okay, which is good. I don't like I, I'm not physically strong enough to work on the site, gotcha. uh, nor am I tall enough. Like I would not <laughs> be able to reach anything. But because uh, you you grab that shit for you, <laughs> they're like it's three blocks. Like, you, you do it. Uh, but uh, so it's like project management sites. So it's still close to like you know like my degree because I studied engineering. So gotcha. I was like okay, so gotcha. it's like close enough to what I do. Mm-hmm. But uh, they don't mind the comedy because they are obviously are like okay, it's he's doing it for fun. But they're just like hey, like you can't go to bed at one a.m. every day and wake up at five a.m. Right? Like that's not that's not it's not gonna work. Like sustainable. You're gonna, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Hundred percent. I get it. And like I started because when I started, I was too excited. I was like, I want to. I want to do this. Like, yeah. I want to I wanna hit every open mic in the city. I want to be on And every... you drive, too. So, I like, were you going, like, to far distances yeah, for, like, like, open mics and things like that? Dude, I, there's a mic. It's a good mic. It's a good mic. It happens in Peterborough on Tuesdays. Mm. I go from Scarborough to Peterborough, dude. It's mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, one way. Maybe an hour over there. Because you can't just leave, right? Like, right. You can't just do your ten and yeah. walk off. Like, Unless you bomb. Yeah. And then, I'll, <laughs> and then, I'll, then I'll just leave. Like, bro, I, I have a thing. I got a... <laughs> I got to bounce. Got to dip. <laughs> but, like, it's it's hard, right? So I'll do it. But it's a great mic because, like, it has a real audience. And, like, they are, like, GTA audience. So they get my brown jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Their immigrant jokes are very friendly with them. So, like, yeah, it was it was great. But, like, I can't do it every week. Like, I do it once a month. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's hard. But they're, they're happy with it. They're just, like, don't exhaust yourself. Don't, like... Don't like to sleep four hours a night is what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> which, is, which is fair. Which and also, it's it's hard, man. It's hard, yeah. Even even if you're done at like, well, I, I can't speak for you, but for me, even if I'm like home by like eleven, and I come from a show that was like wicked, like it's hard to come down. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That adrenaline is yeah, crazy. Dude. Dude. I come home, my lady. If my lady doesn't come with me, she she's really good with coming to shows. But sometimes, especially now, because she's like seven months pregnant, yeah. she's getting like big. Um, she's not coming to like as many and I come home and like, 
I'm just loud and chatty and shit, and she's just like, fucking shut up, you know? <laughs> it's bad. That's it's why hard I, to come down, dude. It's hard. That's why I get, like, like when comics hang out after a show. Because mm. they're just trying to keep the vibe going. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm so... There's so much dopamine and adrenaline in me from that great show. Let's have a couple drinks or let's... Whatever. Let's do something mm. for an hour and a half, and then I'll go home. And I'm like, okay, but, like, it's 3 a.m. now. <laughs> like, you guys don't have jobs? Like... Yeah, like, I'm just some, like some people, I just don't I know how they understand. I can't understand how they survive. Yeah, I, like I, I don't do drugs. Maybe that helps. I don't know. I, I can't see it helping. I don't do you drugs know? either. For me, it's like it's like I um, smoke weed. I I don't know. Some people might consider that a drug. I don't. In my head, but, if it's legal, is it a drug? But like, so is like Tylenol. Then, yeah, <laughs> you could argue it's like, oh man, so is Tylenol. Yeah, yeah. But uh, sugar's a drug, dude. So it's Technically, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instagram. Instagram. It's, yo, for real, man. It's a drug. We're getting into uncharted territory, bro. Yeah. Like, it should be, like, somewhere classified, you know? Yeah, there yeah. should be, like, some sort of, like, new class of, like, you know, stimulants, <laughs> depressants, yeah. fucking digital or some, some yeah, stu- stupid acronym. You it know is, what I it mean? Is, it is crazy. Dude, like, I could tell you for sure, uh, I drink. Like, are, you, I, are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok, but it's not as bad with TikTok. It'll okay. get there, I know. But like, I checked Instagram from when I parked my car to when I got to your door. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Twice. <laughs> like, I was like in the middle, I gotta, I gotta, know. I have notification. It's nothing, it's nothing. But yeah. And after comedy, especially, oh my God, I've started checking Instagram so much. Yeah. Because it's become like how I get spots. Yeah. Right? So it's like. That's my excuse with my lady, man. It's like, <laughs> oh, well, like a lot of the times I am doing stuff. But at least, like, half the time I'm yeah. not, and I'm just looking at bullshit. Yeah. You know? Like a dog jumping a giant pile of snow and disappear. You know what I mean? Just stupid shit that I that just is, don't need to be wasting my time with. It's but. such a dopamine hit. It's yeah. insane. Like, I think, like, when I learned about dopamine and how it works, I was like, this is a real drug. Like, ever, all we're doing is chasing dopamine. Mm. Like, all day, every day, that's yeah. what we're doing. Right? Comedy, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, my lady's addicted to TikTok. Yeah, that's a dopamine. Like five, five TikToks in the morning, like within like ten minutes of her waking up. It's just yes. like wild, and then like a half hour later, it's like why? Why haven't you checked them? Have you not checked them? Well, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even have TikTok, bro. But I do. I basically do. Like, I watch those same stupid videos on Instagram. Yeah, and fucking it's Facebook, just a downgrade. So. It's the same as like when uh, you don't have Twitter, but you see the best stuff. Yeah, it makes it through. Instagram, yeah. Instagram has become it's like Union Station, like everything comes there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> everything comes to Instagram. Like the best tweets, the best TikToks, the best like Facebook memes, the best YouTube clips. They'll all come to Instagram. Like that's it's become the central hub. I like for that. It. It's, it's I like, get it. Yeah. And I, I totally totally agree, dude. That's essentially what... I, I think it's the best, but they're also changing how it is, I feel like. It's becoming more of a TikTok, like a more oh, yeah. video-focused yeah, um, yeah. social media yeah. platform, if you will. And they haven't even, like... They're, they're not even, like, subtle about it. Like, the Instagram, the CEO apparently just came... Like, he just did, like, a video whatever thing where he just was like, yeah, it's we're becoming more video-centric. And which is ironic because Instagram was started as a photo platform. Yeah. Like you couldn't even post videos when it started. And then later when you could post videos, it was like 30, 15 seconds and then went up to a minute. Now you can post a whole fucking movie if you want. 
Like, it's bad. So Instagram has, like, blatantly said we're becoming a video platform. Okay. Yeah, I am definitely going to have to... I feel like you're really good with the clips and stuff. You know, you yeah. post quite a few clips already. So yeah. you have... Like, I don't have... Not of, like, my stand-up, anyway. Yeah. You know, I think I need to start doing... Maybe even revisiting some old... Uh, just record... Because I have, like... I saw, actually... So I like as I'm about to talk about like all the stuff that I have like yeah. saved. I saw like your like spreadsheet, yeah, of, like, your shows yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit. Like, yeah. how many gigs of like data do you think you have of like show recordings? Oh, wow, that's crazy. So I was just sorting that yesterday, and my problem was when I started, uh, and I still have that problem. When I do stand up, I don't pause. Mm-hmm. enough like I'm getting better at it but I don't pause I feel you right so like I, I will talk over my laughs I will talk over my uh, like second you know sometimes the, the laugh is going like that and there's like a second sort of just yeah. a little hit a wave yeah, I yeah, yeah. talk over that shit like I, yeah. I cut on my own laughter which is bad because I to, do it sometimes as yeah, well yeah. but to be fair like every open mic I go to it's like you have three minutes four minutes five minutes I'm like if people are laughing I can't do more than two jokes so I spent three hours coming here, and now I'm only going to do two jokes. Like, in my head, it's not worth my effort. So like, I literally, I remember I was at one Guys, mic. shut the fuck up. Thank you. <laughs> no, but... literally, dude, I was about to say, I was at Mike, and I literally told someone to shut up so I could keep doing my jokes. Because I got the light. I'm like, can I just please? I have two more punchlines to get through. Can I just? I'm like, dude, I, I, it's a good problem to have. It's yeah, a good problem yeah, to have, yeah. for sure. I get it. Because when I, one day, if I have to do 20 minutes, then I'm like, oh, please laugh for longer. So this 20 minutes goes by faster. But it's like, I think we're talking 50 gigs, at least. Yeah? In the last eight months. And because it's all video, that's the problem. Yeah. So now I've started doing where it's like, if it's an if it's just an open <coughs> mic, I'll do audio only. But if it's a show, I'll do video. Yeah, something, especially since I've been, like, hosting my own shit. Yeah. Like, a problem that I've been running into is, like, I get a lot of, like, crowd work stuff done in between yeah. comedians. Yeah. And, like, I generally only will record my set. So I started, like, recording just, like, the whole show. Oh, but then you're running out <laughs> it's of brutal. space. Oh, yeah, it's bad, dude. It's, it's so bad. much. It's like, just an hour worth of, or, like, you know, probably maybe, like, 50 minutes yeah. of something, you know, with yeah. the other comedians and then me, middle, and, yeah. you know, in between. Yeah. It's a lot of space, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm talking, I was looking at, like, a 16 terabyte, like, external hard drive. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking about getting something that yeah. big. Because I already have, like, an external hard drive that's yeah. full. My computers are both, like, I got a couple terabytes on my, you know, my main one. And my laptops, like, I think one terabyte. Yeah. And, like, everything's just full, bro. Yeah, and 100%. I've had to, like, spread it around. And yeah, I'm 100%. just, like, I'm running yeah. out of space, you 100%, 100%. know? 100%. And it's not, uh, granted, it's not just, like, all... Yeah. But I probably have, like, all together just comedy stuff, like, of me. Yeah. You know? Uh, oh, man. At least 500 gig, probably half a terabyte. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, if you're doing your own... Because if I'm even thinking, right? Like, even if you say, like, so you record a show today, right? And then you come home and you just cut out the bits of the comedians in the middle. You're like, I don't need this. That's not me. And then you're left for, like, what, a 25 minutes still? 
Well, I gen most of the time I don't do that. I'll like I'll cut some stuff out of it, but then I still have like the whole file like just That's sitting fair, there. Yeah. I need to like you seem actually like way more organized. Like I'm, I don't have space. <laughs> I'm trying to be. But the thing is, the reason it's very easy for me to organize because I only record. I don't host shows, right? Mm. So I only record my bits. So my mm. phone set up mm. like in your show, for example, when I did at Comedy Bar and forth, mm-hmm. because the green room is in the back. I set up my camera, and all I did was I started it on the person before me, right? Mm-hmm. So I have the person before me half set. I have you in the middle doing two jokes, and then I have me. So it's an 18-minute file between all three of us. And then I go home, and I just removed your part and the first comedian before me. Yeah. So it's just like, but you have to cut yeah, out I like need to do that. 10 comedians. Yeah. And then you have to cut out 10 comedians. That's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. I would be lazy. I get it. I get it. It's a little more work. But it's a lot of more work, hundred percent. I gotta be more. Yeah, I gotta be more. Um, pre- I don't want to say present because we're both talking about how we're both on that shit too much, and I am. Yeah. Um. I feel like I need to change my approach on social media. Maybe that's the, yeah. the way I want to word what I'm trying to. The thing is, like, with it's it's hard, dude. It's hard, like, because I I think about it and like people who post a lot. Uh, content wise it's like a second job oh for sure right like it's like a second job because like I talk to people I talk to comedians who post a lot and they say themselves it's like sometimes like I will not go to mics because I want to make like four or five TikToks and I'm like okay Mm. that's fair that's they're like oh I don't have any new material to work out I'm not feeling it it's cold outside it's a snowstorm the Mm -hmm. mic's far like there's 10 reasons to not go Mm -hmm. it's very easy to sit at your home and make TikToks Right? And I'm like, yeah, but, like, that's hard, dude. Like, that's... Some people, I just, I think, also, I don't know, I can't, also, I can't speak for you, but I did TikTok briefly, and I got, yeah. like, like, shadow banning's, like, a real thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. And 100%. I don't know exactly what it was. I was just posting clips from my, from my podcast. Like, I started it when I started the podcast, um, mm-hmm. just for that, you know? And maybe I was gonna, you know, insert some stand-up or make some... Yeah, you know whatever videos specifically for that platform but like I just posted maybe like six videos and then they all had like you know a couple thousand you know whatever yeah and then like the last two that I posted before I deleted the thing were like just like eight views like oh, ten crazy. views I was like what the fuck like what did I say I didn't I don't, I don't know I, I honestly can't there. even think of the clips anymore yeah. but when I listen to them I was like, what could it have been? Like, I don't understand. But then it's like, oh my God, the things that you can get away with, it just doesn't make sense. And I don't think it's, I'm not good enough um, for it to be worth the hassle. But like people like Hillary Henderson and Che Durena, like they're fucking crushing that shit. And all the power to them, man. This is what I was saying, I think, before we started recording, was just like, everyone's got different goals. Everyone wants to achieve different things and like to them like they're getting the same satisfaction and i guess recognition doing the tiktoks as like maybe me or you do when we're on stage and and that's cool man that's cool but it doesn't seem like it's worth the the hassle for me man 100 percent. you know and it's also weird because like for us at first i thought like oh if i can build an audience then it works for me because I can, it translates to my stand-up, mm-hmm. right? Because like if I have, say, 10,000 followers. Oh, yeah. And if I can post a ticket link to a show, 
And even if 20 of them show up, that's worth it, right? Because because the, the ratio is that, yeah, yeah. Or, or can, around can, that, right? Because yeah. like, not everyone that follows you on Instagram is gonna leave their house, spend three hours, spend twenty dollars to watch you live, right? Yeah, a like, lot of them aren't even gonna like your shit. Yeah, hundred percent, right? Because it's it's different from what I, because on, on Instagram on TikTok it's lower stakes. I could be silly. I can do whatever I want on stage. I have to like hit my punchlines. I have to cater to the audience. I can't just put music to make someone laugh. Right? I can't just put a gift somewhere to make someone laugh or act stupid to make someone laugh. It's a different kind of humor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's like, okay, like, the, the percentage of the audience that actually translates to, like, real-life tickets is very low. Not everyone's gonna... Because it's very easy to go double-tap, scroll, than to go, okay, you know what? I follow Paul on Instagram, and he's hilarious, so I'm gonna take out, like, four hours out of my day, travel an hour and a half, spend $20 on tickets, $20 on drinks, $20 on food... And then go watch a show. Mm-hmm. That's lo- That's hard. Mm-hmm. Like that's hard. So if ten thousand people follow you, maybe you'll sell twenty more tickets. So and then, but to get to ten thousand followers is a lot of work. So it's like, why do I? Uh, I don't want to do this. And it's weird. <laughs> and like this is like this weird thing because, like on one hand, like I think that way exactly what what you just like laid out. And then on the other hand, it's like you have some like, you know, uh, I don't know, some woman uh, just like with big boobs, but they're covered and she has like some sort of like lingerie thing, right? She's yeah. wearing like a t-shirt yeah. and she just like shakes it like this yeah. over her t-shirt. She didn't even have it on. Yeah. Three million likes. Yeah. 100%. Doesn't make sense, bro. Yeah. It's, yeah Doesn't make sense. Sex sells. It's the weirdest <laughs> I, shit ever. It's the weirdest shit ever. And that's what I'm saying with TikTok. It's like, like the things you can get away with. Like, bro, I'm not oh, yeah. super controversial. Like, I'm, I'm just not. That's yeah. not the kind of comedy that yeah. I bring to the table. Hundred percent. So I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, you could get shadow banned for like talking about abortion rights, mm. but not showing your tits as a 17 year old yeah and i'm like okay but like one of these is a crime you know what i mean you know what i mean no absolutely (laughs) i'm like that's bad dude it's bad i totally agree dude i was watching a bunch of comics on a podcast right and they were thinking like they were all like look we all started stand-up full-time because we hated our jobs and we hated structure of a nine-to-five and we hated like having a boss right and then we've come to stand up, and everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta post more reels, you gotta post more TikToks, you gotta have more clips, and you gotta have clips on your podcast." And it's like, okay, but now we started stand up to get away from structure, but now we've just made my boss is now the algorithm. You know what I yeah, mean? So it's yeah. like you hated a boss that was a real person, and now you have a boss that's like, like us, like an algorithm that that an app made. You know, it's like, what's the point? Like, you're still you're still answering to someone. It's yeah. just someone else now. So, what's the point of standing stand or starting stand up or like anything creative if you don't get to have the freedom? Exactly. Right, because the yeah. art is about freedom. Like, I should be able to do what I want and people will like it. Right, but if it's like, oh hey, like can you imagine if you went to like, uh, like. Bob Ross and be like, yo, you gotta have like a reel, <laughs> like ten tips, tips to like paint fast. And he's like, no, bro, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take three hours to paint a sunset, and you're gonna love it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fair enough. Like we are, right? Like, so- Bob, the show's hot. Bob, <laughs> it's hot. Bob, 
Bob is great, man. Yeah. Bob, what you do is great. You gotta have some reels. Like, you know, you gotta... Like, yo, Da Vinci, like, I love the Lisa. Like, I love, she's great. But, like, can we... Can you show us in 15 seconds how you painted this masterpiece? It's like, what? No. No, I can't. Like, 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 like imagine if, like, someone was like... Because I'll see those, like, I, I don't know. I think you're a film buff, from what I understand. I love, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right, exactly, right? So, yeah. I, uh, so it, like, I see those films sometimes where someone's like, oh, in this shot, in Interstellar, Christopher Nolan did this, blah, 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 to get this right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is great, but I want to see a documentary on this. Like, I now want to watch a 15-minute-long yeah. documentary where he talks about how he got the hotel... Whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he got the scenes, he got the black hole scene, he got, like, Matthew McConaughey to cry on camera like nothing else. And I'm like, yeah, it's great on the reel, but it's, you're covering... It's like the tip of the iceberg. How, how old are you? 24. 24. I'm turning 25 this month, but yeah. Okay. So you think a little, like, oh, like, I was, like... Oh man, I th- I thought you were young, like around yeah, that age. Yeah, but then the way you're talking, I'm like, yeah, oh. I'm, I'm a little because like because <laughs> yeah. like these times, even like this, uh, like do you know who Chris Van Vliet is? Yeah. 100%. Okay, so he was just recently saying that like his clip YouTube channel subscribers yeah. is like surpassed the amount of subscribers he had yeah. on his regular channel that yeah. he started like years before or whatever yeah. before the clip channel. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and to me that was just like. It's crazy, but that's like the kind of shift we're in, and I feel like yeah. I ought, as much as I don't want to have to, like I'm already on Instagram and it's yeah. going that way, mm-hmm. and I don't want to kind of be like, I'm at like a crossroads where I don't want to become like, like I'm 37, you know, I'm like a little up there, and I don't want to be that guy who's like just like stuck in his ways. Yeah, you I know. I, I want. I don't want to get left in the dust, bro. Yeah, Is that was like, oh, you didn't join TikTok? Are you yeah. not doing videos? Yeah, you know. So it's it's weird because I'm just not super interested. I bet. I bet. <laughs> no, I fully agree. So there's. I'm very hypocritical when I say this, right? Because part of me is also like, hey, you got to keep up with times. Because mm-hmm. you could say the same way about like, hey, like back in the day, people didn't do like five or ten minute stand up sets. Like, even a basic comedian would do 20 minutes at least, because that's real stand-up. That's mm. real art. And it's like, but we do, like, seven-minute spots all the time. Yeah. That's all I do. And, yeah. like, it's fucking dope. I love it. I don't have 20 minutes <laughs> if you ask me to perform, right? So, in my head, I'm like, fully, you got to keep up with times, but it's definitely, like, more annoying than it is. Like, because it's disheartening to put all this work on your TikTok, you know, and then it just not... Like hitting right, yeah. and then just the most random shit in the world just like works, and I'm like, what's going on right yeah. now? Like I, and like you, you see that right? Like you see that with TikTokers who like get stuck in a pattern, right? So there's this guy who reacts to like satisfying videos, and one thing he did was he's reacting. There's a door behind him, and when something like really cool happens, he leaves the room because that's how cool it is. But now that's all he does. So when you're watching his videos, it's like you know the video is gonna end when he leaves the room because mm-hmm. that's his closer. Right? And I'm like, okay, but, like, do something different. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's great, but do something different. Yeah, there's, like, people on TikTok that are, like... Uh, who only do one like, thing. Like, the facts guy. Do you know who the facts yeah, guy is? Yeah, And it's, like, all he does is read other funny shit, or funny shit that other people have come up with. Yeah. You know? And then he says, like, facts. Or, you know, laughs a certain way. Yeah. And like, I'm millions like... of followers, yo. I just... I don't know. It's weird. Like, yeah, like, you can say, like, okay, maybe, like, people follow him because he curates cool shit. 
right? But in my head, I'm like, even the same thing is when people react to memes, right? Like the meme. Because this is how people got upset when, like, the meme reaction became, like, a YouTube thing, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, before that, or, like, a Twitch thing, before that, it was, like, real YouTube video. Like, people would make sketches and, like, funny whatever. But started people started meme reacting. I'm like, that's funny. If, like, Paul and I are sitting and we look at a funny meme and we laugh, that's great. But what if we both are, like, okay, we're both comics. Let's add, like, three tags to that. And we make that funnier. Okay, now there's it's worth it, right? Because, like, I, I'm not only seeing a funny meme, I'm actually seeing, like, someone live make jokes to that. It's like an improv show, mm. almost, right? So ish, ish, right? Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, okay, that's great. This, this is worth it. But if all it was just haha, next meme, I'm like, what? I can do that on my own on TikTok. Like, I don't have to. It's weird. I don't get it. But I agree with you. I want to keep up with times. I wanna. I don't want to be lost in. Yeah, it's hard, man. Yeah. You got you got any like hobbies other than like stand up? Would you say stand up is? Well, I guess it's kind of a hobby. Is that, yeah. you know? I'm too much into it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Yeah. I used to play soccer. Okay. I used to play soccer, but that's like stopped. I gotta get that into it again because not much of a gym guy. Like, yeah. Gyms are boring. Like I can't do it. But like soccer is because you're having fun. You don't realize that how much you're exercising. Yeah. So I'm like, I gotta start playing soccer again. That's kind of like why I uh, like got into Muay Thai. Yeah. I'm not doing it right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm in the process of like, there's like a bunch of dudes that. Uh, so we trained originally, like I was doing um, like Muay Thai in Milton, and then I kind of went to this uh, Battle Arts Academy mm-hmm. gym um, in Mississauga, and they have like uh, jujitsu and they do pro wrestling, Muay Thai, nice, nice. and so like I was going there and doing a little bit of Muay Thai and training as like doing the ref stuff with uh, the wrestlers there, and then one of the coaches, like the coach that... I don't know, everyone kind of uh, really looked up to. He um, no longer works there, let's just say. Oh, okay. And okay. so since then, like, a lot of people were just like, hey, man, like, we should do, like, some, like, renegade gym and just, like, find a space. And, like, I haven't done any of the hard work. Like, mm-hmm. they're talking, they're st- they found the space and... Right now, we're all coming up with a day where we can, like, move the ring there and, like, all this stuff. So, I think eventually I'll be, you know, doing some gym-ish stuff. Nice. But, like, I, I've always had a problem with just, like, going and lifting weights. And, like, I have, like, a back issue. Like, I fractured my back when I was, like, in my teens. And, uh, like, wrestling's not actually in the cards, which is kind of why I am a ref. Um, I just want to be in the world, man. I get it. I've been such a fan for such a long time. 100%. What got you into wrestling, dude? Oh, man, it was... Was there one wrestler that you were like, who was it? You're going to hate the answer. Oh, no, it's John Cena, isn't it? (laughs) Ah, shit, that was a crazy guess, bro. (laughs) You know what's funny? When I was young, John Cena was on his prime, right? He's the real deal, though, man. You know, he wasn't my generation. He was like, like, I respect the shit out of Cena. Oh, 100%. He's like, and he like, now he's doing the acting and he's Peacemaker and there's so many things going on in his life, but, um, and not to mention, like, this is a key thing about John Cena that I think people need to know is that, like, he's done the most 
Make-A-Wish Foundation, yeah. like, grants or whatever the hell yeah. they call him. Like, he's yeah. granted more wishes than, like, anybody. And by, like, a landslide. Oh, dude. Like, it's not even close. No, it's not. Like, he's upwards. I think he recently, or, like, this was, like, a couple of months. I don't know when it was, but he crossed 600. And the the next is, like, not even, like, 250 or 300. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. It's amazing. Like, how much he's done. And I think this is the thing, right? So it's, I'm not trying to make this, like, a pro-John Cena it's okay, uh, monologue. It's like, okay, I'm dude. Not trying to cut a I, I'm a John Cena fan. I'm not, like, uh, I don't even want to, like, I was never, when he was wrestling, I didn't, I, I never cheered for him or anything yeah. like that. And I never yeah. bought any John Cena shirts, but, yeah. like. Now when I look back and like I just look at his body of work, I'm yeah. like, how can you not respect him? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I get the era of people that are upset at him for sure, right? But it's the same people in pro wrestling because this is the thing, right? So pro wrestling in its very form is punk rock, right? We don't like the mainstream. We don't like the the system. We don't like what's straightforward, right? Mm-hmm. So. John Cena, when he became the mainstream, people started hating it, right? Like the best comparison they do is it's like New York Knicks. Right, like they don't like the Knicks because they win all the time, right? And they're successful, but it's like, but like, what? How can you hate someone who's successful? It's like saying like my favorite browser is not Google because they're good at it. I'm like what? No, they're you know. So John Cena, is, is, Bing baby, <laughs> Bing like I'm the Bing guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chat GPT, okay, sure, dude, <laughs> do whatever you want. But it's like so John Cena, right? Obviously, there was an era where, he, sure, were there matches that he should have lost? Yes, Nexus, he should have lost. Right, the whole Dolph Ziggler feud where he got thrown off, like, oh, sorry, Zack Ryder, where he got thrown off the thing in a wheelchair, and like they like, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Right. <laughs> so like, so like, he should have lost that one. There's a couple of matches like Bray Wyatt against WrestleMania. He should have lost that one for sure. For sure. There's some matches that John Cena shouldn't have won. But you can say that about Hulk Hogan. But also, like, that's not necessarily his fault. Yeah, exactly. It's you a know? lot of them were like like a lot of them, sure he might have like pulled a strong arm in the back. But a lot it of It does happen. It yeah, hundred percent. And he's right. big enough to do it. But in my head I'm also like like okay, like you have to also see like so many other wrestlers have done that. Like Austin's done it, Hogan's done it, Triple H has done it, Shawn Michaels has done it. Like Bret Hart, Bret Hart, all of the big names. All the big names yeah. in wrestling have done it, right? So you get it. You understand why. It's also like, dude, like, if like at some point you got to start blaming the management, no? Because if every wrestler's done it, what's the culture behind? Like, what mm-hmm. happens when Vince or Triple H or any of these people when they sit with, like, uh, like there's Vince must have said something to Hogan and Austin and Michaels where they reacted that way. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, there has to be... You have to give your employees some sort of validation on the back. Like, hey, you're my guy. So they can start pulling strong-arming people, right? Like, when Brock uh, and Roman WrestleMania 34, he, like... Everyone's like, oh, finally Roman's gonna be Brock, whatever. And Brock won, and it was, like, a sad ending to a WrestleMania. He came in the back, and he threw the title at Vince. He threw the real Universal title... Brock, Brock, Lesnar, did. Brock, the the one of the scariest looking dudes on planet Earth. Okay, threw a real title in the face of an eighty year old dude. <laughs> you know, but also his boss. Also his boss. Yes, yeah. Which like like Brock throwing the title hard enough could kill someone. <laughs> He's, right? Probably. Let yeah. alone an eighty year old man. They're not light titles. One hundred percent. Right, and it's like it's like like yeah, but like 
and he's still employed, and he still crashes, and he still wins Royal Rumbles. You know what I mean? So at some point, you're enabling your own stars to act a certain way, right? And John Cena was like, bro, he was a hero to a generation, right? In my head, I'm like, there's people who, like, hate John Cena, but then they defend the fans, like, the, the peak of Hogan. And I'm like, okay, but, like, he's he's much more of a shittier person in real life. Oh, Hogan? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a racist guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, right? And then Cena's granted, like, 600 pictures. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> makes no sense to it me. It doesn't. It no. makes no sense to me. And the thing is, like, when you're a child, man, like, John Cena was your superhero. Like, I was 14 when Cena had the orange shirt. Yeah. that I was the, like, I was the demographic they were making him... Four. Like, he was an hour of Monday Night Raw every week. And I'm like, yeah, of course I love him. Right? And, like, how could you not? Like, yeah, so yeah. I'm like, Cena has to be... Cena was my hook in the wrestling. I'm like, yo, this is great. And, by the way, one of the greatest promos in wrestling history. Yes. Yeah. Like, Cena. Like, and you gotta imagine it was, like, a huge inspiration for um, Max Caster. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, Max- you can... Like, like and and it's not and just Caster. even I the rapping. Yeah. Like it's like the whole they, vibe. They, they got the big chains yeah. sometimes. Even and the like, hair, like like him being clean shaven, and like just like being all like giddy and fun. Like you know, like making inside. That was Cena's thing. Like he would make inside references. Love Max Caster, hundred percent. He's so yeah, good. Dude. All right, I think we should get into top Let's five, man. Let's We're talking about wrestling. Yeah. Okay, so. I was, and we can do this if you want, if you can come up with it, but yeah. for like the AEW wrestlers, yeah. Um, I didn't have any women, Okay. but I could do a top five women. I, me too, I think so. Okay, so, uh, okay, so I'll just start off with the dudes, and then I'll do women. It's kind of like I'm just adding this on, yeah. but I just want to make sure you're able to come up yeah, with five too. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so for the dudes, I'm going MJF. Yeah. I mean... And this is coming out. See, we're recording this the night of AW Revolution. Revolution. Are you seeing it tonight? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, like, my top two are legit. The dudes in the main event. <laughs> like, I, I just think it's Brian Danielson has been like unstoppable. Like, just so insane good. since he so came good. to AEW. Um, and then I'm going Ray Phoenix. He's my third. Oh, yeah. I know he's a tag team dude, but he's just oh. like, he's mind blowing. Every time I see him and I say this, every time I talk to him or I talk about him is that like, he just does something new. Yeah, like he'll, 100%. he'll put like, a <laughs> he'll just have like the craziest version of an arm drag you ever saw yeah, or just some flippy shit that you've never seen done ever, you yeah. know? And it's like, I love that. Um, Darby Allen is oh, my yeah. number four yeah. because I just think there's no one that genuinely puts their body. You could argue Hardy when he was there, yeah. like in like Hardy and him had like if not, I'm thinking of one match where there was this giant ladder outside yeah, I that. Yeah, yeah. into a bunch of chairs. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they did more matches, but like Darby Allen just is insane. I don't know. I don't think he's gonna have a long career i don't know if he plans on it but the way he wrestles it's like oh dude yeah it's bad like i genuinely see darby allen because you know how like hardy has had like a hip fusion surgery or something like that right where he walks with a limp now yeah yeah, constantly i see that for darby in like a couple of like oh yeah 10 years like darby's everywhere even if he's going for like a 
T-shirt signing. He's like, why are you limping? You haven't wrestled in three weeks. I'm like, no, that's what he does. Dude, I met Mick Foley. Dude. Yeah. Oh, man. It's yeah. brutal for him. It's like, bad, man. The, the it's way bad. it it puts a toll on your body. Of course. Why would you? You know? Yeah. And he's going to get it quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then my number five, it was kind of hard. Um, Kingston, I know, is not yeah. officially AEW yeah, anymore. Know, he but... might have been my number five. It was a tie between him and Jericho. Yeah. But since he's not actually... Jericho's like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Not yeah. just like AEW. Yeah. I mean like top five of all time. Yeah. So, yeah, I gotta have him on the list. Yeah. Um, should I should I do the women? I don't even know the order of the women, but I can do five. Um, I wanna I wanna mention Serena Deeb. Yeah. Uh, Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Britt Baker. I'm a big fan of Abaddon. Oh, so good. I love her character, Best and character. I, like I am hoping, like it's a toss up because in my mind I'm like Abaddon should be the one to take the TBS title from Cargill, and I think she yeah. she might be injured right now or something yeah, like that. I think she is. Yeah. Um, because like my argument is just that like muscle is not gonna be Cargill. It doesn't seem like Salon was the other one that everyone thought was like drafted to take the title from. Jade. It seemed like that because she's what was another happen. like a strong like yeah, oh, yeah. Strong, equal heights like yeah. strong wrestler. And she's over big. Like, oh yeah, and like, she could like deadlift people and like it's insane. She's yeah. hella strong. Like it's yeah, yeah. Nice. Did I say five? I think I said five. Yeah. What about you? Okay, so we'll start with the women's right. So for me, uh, Britt has to be on it. I know she has like she's very like divides a lot of opinion on like how she is, but like I think she has one thing that like old school Alexa Bliss had or still has is like a crowd like she can control a crowd and like that's big in wrestling man like if oh, you can yeah. walk out in front of 15,000 people and they hate you and you can still get them to shut up and listen to you that's big right so Brit's there uh, I love uh, Jamie Hayter I think she's amazing mm-hmm. I think she genuinely is like she's gonna eventually have the Batista moment with Brick being Triple H, like that's gonna. Oh, I know yeah, they teased. That was a crazy moment. right. I know they teased it once, but they got it back together and everything. But like, she's gonna have the right. I'm not very caught up on AEW, by the way. It seems, you know, it's it's funny because I'm not either. I was actually. What was the last thing you've seen? Okay, I, you'll um, be embarrassed when I tell you mine. I've seen. Uh, what was it, Takeshna? And I don't know how to say his name. Takeshna, bro. yeah. And uh, MJF. Okay, that was like the last. They were they op- the that was the last dynamite I saw, and they were like the first match, mm-hmm. and it was for the title. Yeah, so the match that like so this is where I started catching up on wrestling this weekend, and I'm at Grand Slam. Okay, <laughs> in okay. October. Okay, <laughs> which is no, I'm not that far. I'm in February. Yeah, I'm, I'm like second right <laughs> dynamite of February. So I'm just like yo, like I gotta catch up. Like, but it's I'm, with. It, like Instagram and like Facebook oh yeah I'm aware of what's going on exactly yeah, yeah, I'm aware I'm things. aware I'm, I'm not like spoiler or anything like that but like I'm just like in the story I'm a little further behind yeah, yeah. but again Jamie Hayter uh, Britt Baker I also think like Tony Storm is really good mm-hmm. I don't know how good her mic skills are because most of the mic time I've seen in the women's division it's been with either Jade or Britt so that's like I just don't know how it's gonna work uh, I also think like uh, why am I forgetting her name? But she's in House of Black. Oh, oh, um, something Hart, Julia Hart. That's it. Julia Hart That's is it. dope. I think she's done great character work to like stand beside 
those three dudes and still look equally menacing, if not more. Mm. She's done a great job. I think Julia's Julia's freaking amazing. And Abaddon was going to be my fifth because her character work is great. I think genuinely there was a point where if you don't count like MJF, she, she was like the best character in AEW. Yeah, yeah. Easily. Like, I would 100%, argue that. 100%. Yeah. Let's do the men's. Uh, we have got to have some common ones. So, like, uh, this is in order, I guess. Uh, five to one. Uh, for me, it was going to be, like, uh, Kenny. So, for me, I was always, like, a wrestling WWE guy, right? Before AEW came on, I never saw ROH. I yeah, never yeah. saw New Japan. I never saw none of, none of that. So, like, all I, like, I remember the first time I heard about Kenny Omega was when he had those, like, crazy matches with, with uh, Okada. Oh, okay. With Okada, okay. right? So, that was the first time I, because it blew the internet, right? That's when I first time I heard about Kenny Omega. I'm like, oh, whatever. And then I saw New Japan stuff, and I'm like, oh, it kind of looks weird, because the crowds don't react the same way as, like, American oh, yeah. crowds do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commentary is kind of, like, it's different, obviously. The setup is different. They wrestle very different. So I'm like, I never got it. And then AEW is sort of like, like, it's like if you've never had Mexican food, AEW is Chipotle, you know? <laughs> That's the vibe, you know? It's like you've never, it's like, so it's like if you've never seen, like, New Japan or ROH, you can watch AEW, and it's like a slow, it's like a good starter vibe. And then you can go to ROH and New Japan based on, like, what you like in it. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I when I st- Kenny Omega started, I'm like, oh, he's so over the top. What is all this? Yeah. And what is all this? And why is it a 16-minute entrance? And yeah, what is what is yeah. going on? Like, I, that was my original thought. Okay. And then by that time, what had happened was all the Okada stuff had happened already. So everyone was like, oh, man, like, Kenny's so, like, big and... Like, he was, like, the John Cena of New Japan, right? Yeah, or, oh, like, yeah, or, yeah. Like, or, like, like big, big name, right? And it's, like, he's come to AEW and he's a tag wrestler. And everyone was confused, right? But it's good because that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to expand more than just a singles guy who has an hour-long match. But then I started seeing his, like, in-ring storytelling. And I'm like, yeah, he's over the top. He's animated. But that's what wrestling is. Yeah. Like, so is John Cena. Like, Hogan is that. Like, what is like what is all that yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So, like, every one of them, like, Undertaker has, like, a 12-minute entrance. Like, these people are, like, so in my head, I'm like, oh, it's just, like, because it's all of it is in one person. I don't appreciate it. But the in-ring storytelling of Kenny Omega is great, mm-hmm. right? And what sold it over was the next guy and his feud with Hangman Adam Page, right? So, Hangman is my, like, other wrestler, which I'm like, he's... Great story, like underdog one on one. It's perfectly done. Like yeah. you know, sometimes it's like the Harry Potter, chosen one, neglected, and then wins. yeah, and his story with Omega. Oh, so good, Beautiful. so well, yeah. so well crafted. So I know everybody talks about it in wrestling. It's that moment when it was uh, Hangman and Kenny versus the Bucks, mm-hmm. and they had that match, and then he was standing outside the ring like he was gonna throw the lariat, and then they were posed as if they were gonna throw the super kick. It's like a moment in time and then neither of them do anything and just walk off but it was like the first ever real tease of this breakup's gonna happen right and it was such a well-crafted story it was great mm-hmm. so i think hangman's character work is great i also think it's one of those people where hangman's like his promos remind me of dan and brian in the set or brian danielson right in the sense that it's genuine it's who he is. Like, he means what he... Like, if I have a beer with him, he's going to say the same shit. He's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I feel. Uh, I got to pick Eddie Kingston as the same logic as, like, technically he's not, but Orange is owned by Eddie. Fuck, I love Eddie Kingston. He's so good. Like, yeah. Okay, hands down, best promo in wrestling ever, Eddie Kingston. Do you think so? I think so. Um, hands down. I mean, I, I, I don't know any, but have you seen his... Um, 
what's the Young Bucks podcast again? Being the Elite. Yeah. Have you seen his promos on there? No. Where he like cuts promos on like they'll like everyone believes Eddie Kingston's the promo king. First yeah, of all, hundred percent. And they'll be like, "Yo, Eddie, cut a, cut a promo on this cookie." Yeah. I, oh yeah. I've seen and it. <laughs> just like, and he has like, there's a couple of them like yeah. that, dude. Yeah. He'll and I just think like, like he fucking oozes passion. Yeah, I would say like top three. I would say him or MJF. Yeah, hundred percent. They're like hundred percent, and the, for different reasons, also, yeah. but also for the same. Like they have similarities and uh, yeah, th- th- you know things that they do unique. Yeah, hundred percent. I generally think like the only thing with MJF sometimes I feel like he goes for the and this is the comic in me. He goes for the low hanging fruit. You know, oh, sometimes. Yeah, yeah but yeah, then yeah, he, like it's okay. It makes, the pores and yeah, all that kind of yeah, basic stuff. Yeah, but it's like, or he'll like, oh, like insult sports team of town I am in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come to Toronto, insult the rap. But also, it makes sense because he's a dick. Like, you're not supposed to... Like, the fact that his insults are low-hanging fruits is also him being an asshole. He's like, you know what? Yes. You guys are so... You're not worth even me coming up with the real... Yeah. Dish and that's you, that's right? what I think with him too is like there are there are those layers to him. Oh, it's crazy. Um and and you can also see that like like on the surface he seems like a very selfish guy. Yeah. But I don't think he is, no, man. No, he's not. He I is. don't think he is. And I'm still unsure if that whole thing with Tony Khan was just a work or whatever. But I'm oh, kind man. of over even wanting to find out at this point. Me too. Like, I'm like, I don't even care. Yeah. Um, it was great. And whatever came of it, it has been great. It's and uh, yeah. yeah, but Eddie Kingston, you got you to gotta mention him. Yeah, Eddie Like, Kingston of all time, I mean. All time, 100%. Because, yeah. like, there's promos. Like, Cena is a great promo. I think like, I think uh, the Rock is really. The Rock good. is obviously that yeah, the Rock is really good. Like mankind has had some like really passionate. Stone Cold. Stone Cold, hundred percent. Like, but, he, but man, but I don't know. So good. He's, he, he's on so another level. Good. It's just Eddie. Like Eddie will like make you believe anything. Inherently, everyone told us when we were growing up, as a fan, as a teenager, if you're a fan of wrestling, oh, it's fake. You know. Oh, people still say. People that still shit, say bro. to me like people. Say, I will wear a wrestling shirt. Like, oh, that that shit's fake. You know, I'm like, yeah, I the know. Fake dish, the fake shit. Yeah, fake shit. I'm like, yeah. So is Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. so is like your favorite TV show. And so is Avatar. And so is like so is all of Marvel. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah all yeah. of this like highest money grossing thing in the world is all fake. Get like, over yourself. Yeah, like the highest grossing movie, the highest grossing TV show are both fake, right? In Game of Thrones and Marvel, like it's like okay, so like why? Half of the things that these artists in their songs talk about is fake shit. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's, it's, so it's like, come on. But uh, but Eddie's the one that's like, suspends the disbelief the most. Where his promo against uh, Moxley, when he was like the heel or whatever, mm. when like he goes like, my mom asked me why I don't have a house, why I don't have a wife, why I don't have a kid. And when I win, this I'm going to tell her, this is why mine. I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm crying right now. Like, yeah, why am I crying right now? Yeah. I'm watching wrestling. Why am I bawling yeah, yeah, yeah. right now? Like, it's weird. <laughs> like, I, I was bawling, dude. I was like, that is... He's hands down one of the greatest. Uh, and the last two would be Moxley and MJF. Okay. I think Moxley has come into his own. Like, when the whole punk situation happened, just came on stage and he was like... We'll what talk champion. about it. Yeah, well, he was like, I was supposed to be on vacation. as of two days ago. <laughs> yeah, like, yo! <laughs> he completely... And like, he, he's the true, like, I don't give a shit. Like, he's like, the old guard needs to die. Uh, 
fuck their ways of old school way of thinking. I give a shit about AEW. I I care about this. He makes again. He's one of the other people where he makes it real. Like I watch Moxie. I'm like, yeah, that's why wrestling is real. Like you know, he'll come out of wherever he wants. He'll wear wear whatever he wants. He'll that's, talk that's real shit. That's something that I really you know admire about him as well. Is like he's just like he's too he real. really is okay. And so so um. I did this seminar and I did like a show with Thunder Rosa and during the seminar she was just talking about, (laughs) I don't know, like some frustrations came up about, uh, you know, uh, her position and just things that she wasn't happy with in her career and she was just, um, just talking about not giving, being, um, kind of held back from doing like a lot of like promo stuff and mic mic work and just being on the mic and when she she is she's like backstage and like all you know yeah. that kind of stuff and um then was just talking about like John Moxley yeah. and how like he's not like basically their their argument to her was like oh we don't do that cuz like you, you know you need to get better and you know think more traditionally when it comes to like promo stuff yeah, and then she was like kind of referencing John Moxley and his style of just like pacing and stuff. Yeah. And now it's like he's not like he's been told the same stuff, and he's yeah. like just you. You'll never see him stand still when he's cutting a promo. He's never and traditional, just, and that's cool with me. I don't necessarily like like apparently like people frown on that. People frown on like Moxley's promo stuff, and I'm not saying he's the best. He's not, but yeah. I watching as a fan. I've never had an issue with him doing his walking around. Yeah. You know, and the way um, he does it. Yeah. Because he's frustrated, right? Like, you could tell he's eager to go. That's his character. And I think it's also, like... I get it. Like, MJF, I think, is one of the most polished promos in, like, wrestling. And so is John Cena. And so is The Rock. But it's, like, that's their skill set, right? Like, I wouldn't put Rock above Moxley in wrestling skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But you'll put Rock above Moxley in promo skills. So every wrestler brings something to the table that's different. Sure, Moxley's not the best promo. He might not even make top 10 in AEW, sure. But the whole point is when he comes on stage or in a ring or backstage, he makes it feel real. It's like if if wrestling was real and if John Moxley was John Moxley as a person, this is what he would say. A real person doesn't have a closing punchline. Like, that's not how real people talk in life. Right. Right? So he makes it feel real. And I think that's the whole point of wrestling. So I agree with you. People might frown upon him. But I'm like, dude, if I believe him when he's... And people do that. They hold on. He holds a crowd. And every word he has Yeah, to some say. people... Them standing still isn't natural. Yeah, it's not... It's and not it Moxley's look, character. Yeah. If, I feel like if at one point he actually did one... It'd be or weird. It would be weird. That's <laughs> what I'm... Weird. You know, like... Fucking jinx, bro. Jinx. Um, <laughs> That'd be weird. All right, dude. Let's go. Let's do comedians. Top five comedians. Oh, wow. Again, it's going to start with like a very cliche answer, but it has to be Russell Peters. Right? right. Like, I started watching him and I'm like, and I start, I saw that his video that got the most viral, White Shirt. He's on stage talking about it. 45 minutes on YouTube just talking about it. It's one of the most hilarious specials I've ever seen. Like, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you can make fun of... Like... There's humor in us being different as races. Yeah. Right? Because so, in my head, I'm like... Because yesterday, someone was like... I did a show, and they were like, oh, it's PG. It's PG-13, right? And I was like, okay, bad. And I made jokes about, like, Islam as a religion. And not Islam as a religion. Like, I wasn't making jokes about the religion. I was making jokes on the subject. Yeah. Right? And I was making jokes about 
uh, black people. And I was making jokes about Indian people. And I was like, I can do that. Like, I'm, I'm neither Muslim nor black. But in my head, I'm like, I should be allowed to talk about subjects. Right? Like, there's no... As a brown comedian, I can never make black jokes. Why not? Right? I... Why not? And I, I would not be offended if a black person made brown jokes. Right? It just depends on what the joke is and yeah. what they said and what topic was covered. Right. But the subject is not out of... Off limits. Yeah, off limits. Exactly. I, 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 I agree. So in my head, Russell Peters was the first comedian I saw. I'm like, oh shit. He made jokes about Jamaicans and Asians and black people and everyone. And he's from Toronto, right? So like, he grew up around all these races. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You, you can. You can make fun of all this shit. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Like, it's just... Like, so that was one he was... I think he's great. And, like, everyone's like, oh, he's good at impressions. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, he uses them to in setups and punchlines. Right? Like, everyone has a skill set as a... Again, like, the same thing of, like, everyone has a skill set as a comedian. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, if my skill set is physicality, I'm not just making you laugh because I'm moving funny. I'm using moving funny as a punchline in a setup that I made. Mm -hmm. Right? So... It's just a skill set. It's yeah. not... I don't think it's hack comedy yeah. to do accents I, or... I don't either, man. Yeah. There was a lot of shit that I actually caught, um, like, back in the day for being, like, a Jim Carrey fan. And, like, yeah. when yeah. I say this, I mainly... And there were other people, yeah. Um, but, like, I have an aunt and an uncle that were always... And I'm not close with my family. Yeah. But, like, I was... I'm, a, I'm still a big Jim Carrey fan. He's not doing as much stuff as he used to. But, yeah. like, I still I still love him just as much. Um, and I don't... I also don't... I, I don't even... Like, would you say Carrot Top is hack comedy? No. It's, it's like... Here's the thing, man. Carrot Top has found his thing, his niche. He's successful at what yeah. he does. Yeah. It's like... I don't know, man. Like, it doesn't... It's not like... Like... Maybe not something you're gonna want to go see like every every week or every month, but yeah. like it it has its place. Yeah, and everything does. Yeah, I think it's also a lot of people confuse hack comedy with niche. Like what you just said is very important, right? He mm -hmm. just found his niche. That's not a hack comedy because mm -hmm. a lot of people were like, oh, like, like for example, right? Like, so there's a comedian in the Toronto comedy scene, Edward. Yeah, right? hilarious comedian. Yeah, right? yeah, hilarious comedian, and he does physical jokes. Right? And, like, in my head, when I saw him do it, I'm like, yeah, you can do physical jokes. It's completely okay because it's just about how you use them. If anything, I don't think it's hack comedy. It's actually more risky, right? Because with a setup or a punchline, right? Say I have a setup and a punchline. Either punchline does well or no one laughs. That is just another line in the show, right? But if you do a physical move that no one laughs at, that's cringy as fuck. It's very cringy. And honestly, I feel like there's more commitment involved in yeah, doing it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because it's a risk. It's a risk. Yeah. It's a gamble. It's like, I'm going to shake my ass on stage in the middle of a line. And it's either going to get a laugh or I'm going to look like a dumb fuck. Right? Like, the stakes are... With a punchline, it's like, oh, it's either going to laugh or it's going to be just a line. With physical movements, they're like, oh, they're going to laugh or I'm going to look like a fucking lunatic. So, so, you know who Chris Farley is? Yeah. Okay, so Chris Farley had this, like... And, like, obviously, back in the day, these, like, night shows, like, Letterman and Jay Leno yeah. and all that kind of shit, um, like, they had stand-up comedians perform yeah. sets. Yeah. They had that. But, like, I think the funniest thing I've ever seen on any one of these shows is just Chris Farley's entrance. And I want to say it was the uh, the late show with David Letterman. That's mm -hmm. what I want to say it is, yeah. but it might not be. But that, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. The point is, they, like, announced him. 
and he came from like the back, dude. And he like ran through a bunch and was like shaking people and doing all this like flimmy yeah. shit. Like he dropped down to the ground and yeah. then like a minute later he ended up in like his seat and like the music stopped and he was just like kind of, dude, like, I mean that whole minute of just yeah. him running to his yeah. chair doing whatever he did yeah. was like better than any set I've ever seen yeah. performed on one of those shows. And like, <laughs> hey man. Laughs are laughs. That's yeah, how I, I feel. Funny is funny. Like That's I always it. like to say it. Like funny. And the thing is, like, if it's if you think it's hack comedy and you don't find it funny, don't watch. Yeah, you don't have to. Don't watch it. You can just go to someone else's. Like for me, like I love sketches love mm-hmm. sketch comedy because that's what I started stand up with or that's why I got into comedy. But I love it on YouTube. I don't like it live. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of it live. Like I like YouTube sketches more than I like SNL. Because okay. the whole punchline in SNL is the character broke, the person broke character, and now they're laughing. I'm like, okay, but that's the whole punchline. There's not actual sketches. So you yeah. just have to play absurd characters till you get laughing. Sometimes I'll have fun sketches. Like, like Key and Peel, for example, mm-hmm. is my jam with sketches, where it's yeah. like perfectly edited. They're really good. The jokes are funny. It's not about Keegan Michael Key breaking character, and then it's funny, haha. That's a different kind of humor. Again, I'm not saying it's not funny. Yeah, I'm saying it's, it's not, not much. My, yeah. That's how I like sketch comedy. So just don't watch, you know? It's it's easy. Yeah. For Russell Peters, uh, I have to say Trevor Noah is another one. Who's All right. Like really here. I think, like, a comedian who I've seen done the... It, there's a thing about, like, on stand-up with, like, having laughs constantly, right? Because if you have, like, a two-minute setup, it just almost feels daunting. Because two minutes on stage, by the way, is a long time. Yeah. Like, like if you start the clock now and you just go on two minutes and there's no laughs, you're just building up a setup, this better be fucking funny. Right? And Trevor Noah has, like, five-minute setups and I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, how is he so comfortable mm-hmm. in the silence? Like, he's talking and the crowd is, like, he's holding attention. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm like, Jesus, dude. Like, how is it? How are you doing this? Like, how, it's just, it's not even, it's just admiration at that point. I'm like, oh wow, this is a skill set I don't have at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's his in his special. I don't, I don't remember which one, but there's a whole bit about him, uh, uh, basically describing the incident where Barack Obama met, met Nelson Mandela for the first time, mm-hmm. and Barack was just like a scrawny little kid who didn't have gravitas or like as we know Obama as yeah. the president. He didn't. Have, he was just a scrawny little black kid, but Nelson was like, yo, you're gonna be the first black president. You better have gravitas. And it's just a whole bit of him, Nelson, coaching Barack to get to the current voice that he has. And that's the whole bit. And in the end, it, he just, he gets it, Barack gets it, it's a round of applause, it's a great impression that Trevor does. And he just does Nelson Mandela's voice, also a great impression that he does. And it just goes, thanks, my N-word. And I'm just like, what? That's the, like, it's just, it's just hilarious to hear, like, Nelson Mandela say the N-word to Barack Obama. Because they're such, like, renowned world leaders. Yeah. But they're just, like, shooting the shit as bros. And I'm like, that's the funniest thing ever. But it was a long setup. I'm like, when is the funny coming? No yeah. one's laughing, Trevor. But it's, he's, he's so good he's so good um also like in terms of like physical comedy i think again i know these are all like people that i'm naming that are like considered overrated in comedy or whatever whatever but kevin hart yeah i genuinely has to i have to think like he can like it's hard man like i've been in rooms full of like 100 people 120 people and i can't hold all their attention he goes to stadiums full of like 10,000 people have you seen him laugh uh i haven't seen him live but like i'm like he holds 10,000 people that's insane that's Have insane. you seen Die Hard? 
No, I he just he just came out this with this movie where he plays himself, <laughs> and he's like Hilarious. he's like tired of doing like typical roles yeah. and stuff, and he wants to be like an action star. <laughs> Yo, it's actually yeah, really he, I enjoy. It. I enjoy. Funny. Him. He's funny, and I think a lot of people, especially present day, think of him as like a movie star, yeah. and think of him as like a actor, comedic actor, and and also like sometimes you get like generic, like it's like ah, uh, it's like he's generic humor, yeah. But but like it's like. He didn't start out that way. It's like he, he yeah. was so present yeah. and there that like that kind of like I don't think it's all it's like it's we're going to get into Linkin Park stuff after this, but it's also kind of how I view Linkin Park because Linkin Park now I people would for sure consider a mainstream band, but I don't feel like like there's people that are mainstream because they chase it. And there's people that the mainstream chases. Yeah. And Kevin Hart was one of those people. Yeah. Just like Linkin Park was one of those bands. Yeah, he got... That's and such like, a good line. You should put that on a t-shirt. Well, well fuck. Well, you have it recorded. Uh, yeah, I do have <laughs> there's, it There's people who chase the mainstream and there's people who mainstream chases. Like, that's yeah. what he said. I think yeah. you're paraphrasing. Like, Something along those lines. But I mean that. Yeah. People like, clip it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's 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 dope. You're 100 percent right. Like when he started out, he was just a regular stand-up comedian with great observations, right? And the other thing is, with stand-up comedy, right, relatability is a big factor, mm-hmm. right? And when you become one of the biggest movie stars in the world, you stop becoming relatable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Kevin Hart takes more private flights than probably most people in America. Yeah. So when he does stand-up now in 2023. How can he be relatable? Okay, he's going to talk about being a parent. Because no matter who you are in the world, being a parent is a shared experience. Mm-hmm. Right? He, and it's funnier when he goes, yo, I'm the biggest superstar in the world and my child doesn't respect me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Right? It's funny. Or like he can talk about relationship issues. He can talk about being afraid of animals. Like these are things that like makes him relatable. So if anything, he's become one of the biggest movie stars in the world and still managed to be relatable. Mm-hmm. That's hard, man. Like, that's yeah, hard. man, that takes like, a bit of work. Every time I watch the interviews of, like, like any of these celebrities on Jimmy Fallon or Kimmel, whatever, I'm like, these people are not relatable. Like, they, they talk about stories from their Instagram life or, like, day-to-day story because they have to... You can't just come on and be like, yeah, I was on my private jet with my private chef on my movie set. And, like, that's... No one's gonna like that. You yeah. just come off as a cocky... Because you're not relatable. So Kevin has managed to stay that way. And I think he's just incredibly funny. Because if you watch him on podcasts, if you watch his like interviews with interviews, the Rock. Just interviews. Oh, just interviews. He's yeah. so funny, dude. He's so... My favorite bit of him when he is in his car with his uh, girlfriend or wife at the time. And he gets a call from his buddy and he puts it on speakerphone because he's driving. And he talks about like fucking white bitches and cheating on his wife and he goes no 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 and he just just turns into a shell of himself it's the funniest shit ever it's great and I also like him because he's short and like and there's a little bit of relatability of like yeah alright oh he's a short comedian who can command a room I, I was like I, I admire it <laughs> there's a little bit of that fuck it okay so we got three, uh, two more, and I'm gonna brush to them quickly. Uh, Sounds good. I think I think the one of the funniest, like in terms of like bit writing, uh, John Mulaney is hilarious. All right. All I right. think like uh, a couple of specials with uh, him talking his whole Bill Clinton bit, him talking about his wife as like he, he was like, why get married when why why buy the cow when you can just get the milk? Like that's the whole like bit. He was like, when I got married, people used to tell me that, and he just wrote a bit about, in metaphor about cow and milk and being married 
And then he has a whole bit about Donald Trump as like a horse is loose in the hospital. And I think that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Right? Because when Trump was like in office, everyone had jokes on him. Right? Yeah. He's like comedic gold. Yeah. But his bit about like he is like the horse, like a horse is loose in a hospital. It's like, what the fuck do you do if a horse is loose in a hospital? Like you can't do nothing. It's the most like unthinkable situation. And like they, they're like... They call they get these experts on TV who saw one saw a pigeon at the airport. That's not the same. <laughs> like that's the funniest shit ever. I'm like, that's so true. It's so true. I think John Mulaney, in terms of his writing, is one of the funniest comedians. I, I don't know a lot of him. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's newer, relatively newer. Uh, and then if I have like, there's this uh, one other comedian, and I know he's Indian, so it doesn't work, but. Uh, he is just a hilarious. His name is Kanan Gill. I, obviously, I don't expect you to know that. But uh, he, like, I, the best way I could describe him is, like, he's the most polished comedian I've ever seen. So he had this last special where he talks about depression and metaphors throughout the special. And, like, every word is connected to the other word. And when you're watching the first half, you're like, oh, these are just six random stories. And then you watch the second half, you're like, oh, shit. It's all like interwoven and it's it's beautiful and it's most of it is in English, mm-hmm. so you can watch it and like it's great. You'll get it. But he's one of the most like intricate comedians I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen him live and stuff like that. So yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, greatest. Yeah, yeah. Hey Dick. Yeah. Solid list. All right, I'm gonna go through mine quick. I've yes. done them before on yes. here. Do it. Um. So Rogan. Yeah. Joe Rogan's my number one. Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. is my number two. I feel like they're pretty they're pretty even, but um, I don't know. I lean towards Joe Rogan because he's white. No, um, <laughs> I think I, I there's there's other things that I like about Joe Rogan that maybe play a factor, but um, like I'm going uh, Mark Forward is my number three. Yeah, Joe and then. Number four is George Carlin. Oh, yeah. Number five is Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. Bill Burr just didn't make my list. Yeah. Very close. Like, like between, like, if I had to pick, but like, Bill Burr could easily replace, like, Russell Peters on that list. I feel like. I feel like I could do, like, a top 20 and all of them would be, like, fucking amazing, man. Yeah, 100%. Like, Bill Burr is one of the... For Russell, I feel like there's a little bit of nostalgia in me because he is where I got started. Mm-hmm. So there's just like a, there's like a rose tinted glasses soft spot in my heart. But definitely, I think Bill Burr is one of the funniest comedians to exist on planet Earth. He's yeah. so good. Uh, let's do superheroes. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, for me, it has to be Iron Man, like number five. Right? Okay. It's the most obvious answer. I feel like he's one of the most like beloved superheroes out there. But for me, it's like. He's he was the first like superhero other than Batman that we saw that was like flawed, right? Like oh, he's deeply flawed. He drinks. Mm-hmm. He's not like good with his employees. He's not good with people he works with. He's like a flawed person, right? And I'm like, okay, like this is great. Like it's real. Yeah. He's not just like the your Supermans and Captain Americas of the world. He's like he's a flawed human being, right? So yeah. like that's what I love about Iron Man. And also cool. He's fucking cool. He's the first superhero to go, yeah, I'm Iron Man, dude. Like, I am, this is who I am. Like, yeah. no mask, no secret identity, fuck that shit. I'm... And again, again, another human who just has like... Yeah, who just yeah. has like, yeah. And like, smart guy, but like, very rich, so he has that... Uh, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, again, has to be one of the people, like, he was sure. my favorite growing up. I think each one of the renditions have been great. Uh, Tom is great, but I have a soft spot for Tobey Maguire, for Me sure. Too. Me too. Right, because that's what 
that was the Spider-Man I grew up with, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, there's also Thor. Um, not more as a superhero, but like the last two movies have been really good because Taika's really good at like making funny. And wanna, I love funny. Do you want to hear true true facts? So, um, I I saw the first Thor movie. Okay, so off the I'm sorry to interrupt your list. No, no, no. Um, off the gate, not a big Thor or Captain America fan. Me neither. I'm not a Captain America. But um, I I've seen all Captain Americas. Yeah, they were all right movies. Um, first Thor I didn't really like, and I heard the second oh, yeah. one is like like one of the worst. Oh yeah, it's one of the worst Marvel. Haven't seen ever. it yet, and I still haven't seen the third or fourth Thors. If you're gonna see it, first is fine. If you have to to get the story, just power through the second one. That's when you you have it in the background and you edit your stand up. <laughs> I like the direction that. that they're going. Like I like the fun. I, li- I enjoyed. Fat Thor. I enjoy the oh, more comic so funny. Yeah, side that, of Thor. Yeah, so, so that's what got me to it, right? Because gotcha. like, as a comic, I'm like, I love funny shit. Yeah. And you're going to get the God of Thunder to look like a fat piece of shit. I'm like, yo, I love this. I love this. is my Because it's yeah, a great yeah. juxtaposition of like, oh, he's one of the most powerful superheroes. It does nothing. He can handle the energy of the sun hitting him. Yeah. Sure. But he's, he's drinking beer and playing PlayStation. That's yeah. my favorite <laughs> shit. I'm like, this is dope. This is dope. Right? So like, I love that. And the humor, like Taika is more credit to like, Thor being one of my favorite superheroes because okay. it made him funny. Yeah. Right? And again, like all of these people, like what I like about them is that they all have flaws. But not that like I like flaws for brothers because that's why I hate Captain America. Because mm. Captain America doesn't realize his flaws. That's the problem. Like all these people, they realize their mistakes. Captain America is too righteous for his own good. Like he's so righteous that he causes problems. <laughs> like, motherfucker, get your shit right. Like, you know, like, sometimes you can put the righteousness away. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, but anyways, that's a different. Um, and then uh, I have to say, like, sorry, Captain America. No, not Captain America. Thor, Spider-Man, Iron Man, yeah. Hulk. Just yeah. because, like, I grew up with, like, anger issues in my life. So, like, there's a lot of, like, relatability with Hulk. Because like, I, I grew up as an angry kid. And there's still part of me that gets angry very quickly. Like, I snap sometimes. I know I don't come off as that guy, but, like, I, if I snap, I snap. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Like, it, it goes through. when I'm angry. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angry, right? like, so, like, just, it goes, like, it was kind of like Hulk in the sense, like, oh, everything was normal at minute one. What happened at minute four? Like, what the fuck went wrong? Right? So, that's why I relate with Hulk, like, a lot. And Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Which is, because he's, again, one of those, he's the most, like, real. Like, he's the most... Re- I know we're going to talk about him, but, like, I, I love... I love... It's so <laughs> Okay, fun. so, Quantumania. Yes, yes. Okay, so... Honest thoughts. Go for it. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, my... Like, okay, without without doing this. I'm so, like... And since I've seen the movie, mm. I've read a little bit of what mm. people are thinking. Correct. Because, like, I went to work and I was like, yo, this fucking movie was amazing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, other people are like, oh, I heard bad reviews. Someone on Facebook's like, oh, Really? Like, I've just heard nothing but bad things. And it's... Honestly, man, Ant-Man, um, surprisingly, has been one of my favorite parts of the whole MCU. Mm. Uh, we're we're going to be doing Paul Rudd movies yeah. as well. Top five yeah. Paul Rudd movies. Um, but, like, I've enjoyed all three of the Ant-Man movies. Yeah. I guess Ant-Man and the Wasp now. Yeah. But I liked it. I... <sighs> okay. I the things that I didn't like, I didn't like um, their use of Modoc. I loved how Modoc was. I thought he was hilarious. I didn't mind how he looked. Yeah. I just didn't like 
that he was just kind of like this small side thing that was just like written off and like it seemed like and I'm hoping not but it seemed like a one and done like that's like that's it for him that's it for that character and like I really like that character Um, so that was like an issue I always just have issues with like overuse of CGI but with these kind of movies it's like unavoidable and I kind of yeah exactly dude like I've grown to except like how are we going to use practical effects or you know practical effects to make this to show the quantum realm like yeah it's not going to work yeah Yeah. so it's like I I, I've grown to live or just like a lot of the shit like any superhero movie in general like I've just grown to accept we're not gonna we're not living in the days of like the first two Ninja Turtle movies you know the secret of the ooze and shit like that like Those days are mostly done, but I thought the story was good. I like where it's going. It feels like Ant-Man's going to play a much bigger role in future MCU movies. I liked Kang. Um, uh, I enjoyed seeing Cassie as Stinger. Yes. Fucking shouldn't have killed Modok off. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> um Yeah, dude, I fully agree. So I had a, my big thing about like movies nowadays is because I'm not caught up. With a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. I don't like to watch stuff online because I know I'm gonna get spoilers, and I'm I know I'm gonna get like reviews of things before I go watch a movie, and it's gonna color my opinions. Okay. And I like to color my own opinions. Right, that's I how go. I feel too. Right, so I like I went con- I went into Quantum Mania with just context about what we're gonna see, but no reviews, no nothing, nothing. I just blank slate. Right, going to the movie. Two things about it, right? So one complaint that I can see everyone... I, and I've not read what the online criticisms have, okay. been, right? So co- correct me if I'm wrong. But the biggest complaint I had when I walked out of the movie... Like, first thoughts, which are never good. Nuanced thoughts are always the best. First reactions are not always All right. the best. So my first thought was predictable. Like a predictable movie. Like yeah. I was at act one and I was like, oh, this was going to happen, this was going to happen. This was. And they got me wrong. Like, I predicted six things. That I only got three of them right. So not as predictable as I thought, but kind of predictable. Right? But then I thought about it and I'm like, how many Marvel movies have been there? There's a pattern. You know what I mean? There's a oh, pattern. To there's it. been a pattern. Yeah, from, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's also not even just Marvel movies. It's like if you are a film buff and you understand how films are written and you understand how screenplays and stories are written, mm-hmm. there's an act one, there's an act two, there's a conflict scene, there's peak conflict. These are literally skill. It's the same way as comedy has like the third, the rule of three. Yeah. Right? Misdirection. Right? Yeah. Like, setup punchline. Callbacks. Like, these are all technical things about film writing. If you know any of that shit, half the movies you're going to watch are pretty Marvel does have, like, a very... Set like, formula. Yeah, they do. it works. I get it. It, it does it works, work. But so also, would... it does lead to... Like, even my girlfriend who doesn't watch these movies was like, yo, Modoc's going to kill him. Yeah. Like, spoilers. Yo, honestly, see the fucking movie. Yeah, if you're yeah. watching this and you haven't seen the movie, you deserve for the it's shit also, to be yeah. spoiled. You fucked up. It's also coming out, like, not now. It's coming out, like, later. By the yeah. Time, like, <laughs> yeah, so. you've had much more time. Like, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, even her yeah. not being, like, super into these movies. Correct. She's seen the first two Ant-Man, but she doesn't really like the genre Correct. as a whole. Yeah. You know? But even she was like, oh, yeah, this is, you know? So... Yeah. I agree. I agree. And the second thing was, uh, everyone's like, this was a setup movie. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, right? So that's the one problem. So I feel like it's a 30-40% Marvel's fault, 60% audience's fault, right? Every movie 
can't be Endgame. And I'm not trying to like make this a PSA, but it can't. Every movie can't be Infinity War and every movie can't be Endgame because then nothing would be special. See, the thing thing also... like Because I, people have... Like, they, they're always like, it wasn't as good as Endgame. I'm like, yeah, but Endgame was like a peak of like a whole arc. Uh, straight up, bro. I like Infinity... Out of the Avengers ones? Yeah. I like Infinity War the most. Yeah, 100%. That was my favorite. That's what people do, dude. But they'll yeah. walk out of like Thor and like, it wasn't as good as Infinity War. I'm like, you're stupid. You're stupid. Yeah, episode like, come on. Episode two of season three is not gonna be better than the final episode of season two. You know what I mean? Like it makes no sense. Yeah. But if the final episode of season three is not as good as final episode of season two, sure, complain. Right? So when the next two Avengers movies that come out like next to next year, whenever they come out, if they're not as good as Infinity War and Endgame, sure. Complain. Makes sense, because they were also a finale saga of like another phase. Right. You can't compare because the thing is, some movies have to play setup, so other movies can play punchline. Especially in a big, big like shared universe like this, yeah, yeah. Some movies have to play like Thor has to play the funny sidekick movie, and Ant Man has to play setup for Kang, right? And the third fault, which is not Marvel's fault really or anyone's fault, is really is when they announced at Comic Con the whole calendar for the next three years of the mm-hmm. movies that are going to come out. One of the movies that one oh, of the first yeah, Avengers the Kang is called Kang Dynasty. Yeah. So it's like imagine if they announced Avengers Infinity War as Avengers Thanos Dynasty, and then Thanos was introduced as one of the villains in the first Iron Man movies. You know he's not gonna die because three years from now there's a movie announced yeah. <laughs> that's in his name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So the, it was set up for not f- failure is not the right word but it was set up for a way where it's like oh, obviously the villain's going to come back. I like I like that as well. I I mean I totally agree with what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, and it's but it's not it's it's not anyone's fault. It's not Marvel's fault per se. It's not the audience's fault per it's se. It's kind of Marvel's fault. It is fault, kind of though. Marvel's fault, but in the sense like they have to announce the calendar, right? Otherwise yeah. people don't get excited. And it's like, okay, like, if you're excited for Kang Dynasty, this is where you get to know how Kang becomes who he is. Which was great. And it was, I, and I, it was fun. It was I think so even much though, fun. Dude, I think even though it was, like, like, a setup movie, it also had its own, like, it, you don't need to necessarily know a lot about Marvel to go into this movie, and that's what I really like about that. It's kind of its own thing because they all just kind of, like, disappear from the regular world. It's kind of like, it holds its own weight, like... Someone who's never seen a Marvel movie could go watch the movie and have fun. Yeah, exactly. That's the best part. And, like, other thing is, like, it was still fun. Like, the whole character about how many holes do you have? Do you have holes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious! Hilarious! I'm like, dude, like... Yeah, it was a good movie. I think people online are just being a little fucking... They want every Marvel movie to be Infinity War, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean... Um... What do you want to do next? Let's do Paul Rudd. Paul movies. Rudd. Let's do that. We were talking it, yeah. about it. Yeah. I think uh, I, I've cheated. One of them I've picked is Living With Yourself, which is not a movie. It's oh, a that's hilarious. I put that on there too. Okay, bet. Okay, because no. like great. I think it's because <laughs> we all know like Paul Rudd. as like, a, he got popularized as a comedic actor. Mm-hmm. But man, what, what fucking acting he's done. That's a, that's a great show. Two, playing two different characters. Uh, Living With Yourself, beautiful show. Uh, I Love You, Man. Funny movie. Dude. Yeah, because like he's he picks a best man. He has to pick a best. That's I so love fun. that movie. It's so fun. I love that. It's so fun. Okay. Uh, the Ant Man um, uh, 
series. Like, I'm putting them as one. <laughs> yeah, the same one. <laughs> it has to be. I mean, it has to be. It's so okay. good. So what I love about Ant-Man movies, they're a great genre on its own. Yeah. And when people are like, oh, some movies are set up funny, they forgive that with Thor Ragnarok and Love and Thunder, but they're not forgiving it with, Ant- forgiving it with Ant-Man. I'm like, mm. but why? It's the same logic. Thor was a funny setup movie. Ant-Man was a funny setup movie. Why? Why? Why not? Like, so, the Ant-Man trilogy is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one that's like, it's not rated as high, but it's fun. It's called Mute. It's on Netflix. It's like okay. a sci-fi movie. For oh, Paul yeah, Rudd. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's really nice. It's essentially like, it's like a thriller movie, so I won't give spoilers. It's like, okay. it's not like that good. It's not because, like, I Love You Man is better. Living It Yourself is better. But it's a good, it's a good All right. movie. And then Captain America Civil War, which I know is technically not a, yeah, just yeah. a Paul Rudd movie, okay. but he's a big part of it. And yeah. the biggest reason I feel like Paul Rudd's such a, like Ant-Man was such a good superhero is because he's relatable, right? Because when he's near Captain America, he's excited. He <laughs> reacts to Captain America like how I would react to Captain America. Or yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, like yeah. not his, he's not my favorite superhero, but he's still a big deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow. Like, he's, like, losing his mind when he's hanging out with Thor. and Captain. I'm like, yeah, that, it's relatable, dude. Someone has to lose. How are you not losing your mind yeah. if you're hanging out with Captain America? It's like, oh, yeah. It's just, it's just Cap. It's Cap. Cap. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, I love that shit. So those are my five horror movies. All right. I dig it. Okay, so a lot of similarities. My number one, I love you, man, dude. Yeah, so good. Um, I- I'm also a really big Jason Siegel fan as oh, well. Yeah. So, so like, them together. So funny. Also, uh, I didn't put it on the list because he only has a really small role in it, but Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, yeah. Honorable mention of that. 100%. He's really funny in there. Yeah. Even though it's small. Um, then I'm going the Ant-Man trilogy. Yeah. I also put that as a trilogy in there. Uh, role Models. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um, then Anchorman. Okay. Anchorman and then... Ah, living with yourself. Living with yourself. It's so yeah. good. So good. I was going to do a whole spiel about living with yourself, so I'm glad you had it on your list, too. Yeah. Yeah, living with yourself, if you haven't seen it... You Go check see. it out. Yeah, Paul is great in it. Like, if you want to see Paul's acting chops, that's the yeah. movie. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the movie to watch. Or show, I guess. Yeah, but it's it's not. I feel like a lot of Long these shows... Movie. A lot of these shows are, like, movie quality nowadays. Oh, so. yeah, they are. They feel like some of them movies. are better. I mean, look at like I, yeah, yeah. Some of them are better. Have you been watching Last of Us? No, but I've heard a Ooh. lot of it about it. I I should watch it, but I haven't played the game, so I don't. Know. I haven't played the game either, man. Okay, I'm really loving the show though. Okay, all right, dude. Let's end on Lincoln Park out. Has to because it's not like I see them around everywhere. <laughs> I it's like right there. Okay, so Lincoln Park albums. I should just write it down just to make sure I wasn't getting my stuff wrong. All right, uh, minutes to midnight. Is your number one? Yeah. No, number five. Okay. So number five, Minister Midnight. Yeah. Uh, it just like has great songs, bleed it out. Because for me, right, so this is the one thing that is culturally very different back home is that we love songs, not albums. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like I know of Linkin Park songs before I knew of Linkin Park albums. Yeah. So that I have to like, because you can read songs on their own. Like if you pick just one song out of an album, you can compare them. Yeah. To compare an album is now like completely different. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing I was like, oh, people here like people always like, oh, what's your favorite album? I'm like, I'm this is the whole album, dude. I listen to the three songs that everyone talks about. It's okay. a very generic shit, right? Because like yes. it's it's like that's how you get into it. But once yeah, you yeah. are into it, then you're like, I listen to the whole album. Uh, one more light. Uh, beautiful album. I think Battle Symphony is one of my favorite songs yeah. ever. I think it's it's there's like Lincoln Park like greatest ever songs for sure. Like. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, but like Battle Symphony. Battle Symphony would be on there though. A Greatest so, Hits album. So that would be good. on there, I think. So good. Off that album, I, I my favorite is Invisible. Oh, yeah. 
I really like that song. Hundred percent. Um, I love Living Things. Yeah. Uh, because like, just like it's so good. Burned Down is really nice. Castle of Glass is just it fucking. It's awesome. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm saying generic answers, but it's so good. No, it's, no, so, it's... Good. it's so good. Meteora is number two. Cause yeah. Just because like, uh, Numb is such a good song that it pulls the whole album. You know what I mean? It's like messy in Argentina. It's like, it's just like, it's like taking the heavy lifting, dude. It's like scoring every match. Yeah, yeah. It's like numb. I think growing up as like an angry teenager, I was like, numb is so relatable. Like it's 100%. And uh, number one, hybrid theory, of course. Yeah. I mean, it has to be. Like it can't be yeah. anything else. In the end, fucking crawling, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, so my number one is obviously Hybrid Theory. Yeah, it has to be. You have, it on, uh, you have a record right there. I feel like if there's like one album I could listen to for like, just it would probably be that album. Um, yeah. Meteora is my number two. Yeah. With Meteora, it was awesome because like, I didn't know who Linkin Park was when Hybrid Theory first came out. Yeah. But with like, I knew who they were when Meteora was coming out. And this was a time when like, YouTube wasn't really a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, check the dates, but it definitely wasn't what it is now. Oh, no, 100% it wasn't. And you couldn't go, like, LimeWire was still a thing. Oh, yeah. And, like, the Edge, Edge 102. Like, if you're if you're in Toronto, the, like, major rock station is Edge 102.1. Um, and they were, like, the night before the release of the album, they were doing, like, a listening party. So it came out, I guess, you know, technically at midnight. Yeah. You know, but... They played it at like 9 p.m. the night before, bro. Nice. And I remember getting like a whole bunch of fucking snacks nice. and like going in my room and having like my headphones on That's and literally like stuff. sitting in the dark. Like there was a little light on in the corner, but yeah. it wasn't anything like this, you know? Yeah. I was just basically like in the dark with my headphones, eating snacks, listening to that shit for the first time. And it just yeah. like blew my mind. Yeah, um, so good. Minutes to Midnight is my number three. Yeah. Reanimation is my number yeah. four. I would argue like the best remix album of all time. Yeah. Um, it's the only time I ever heard a remix be heavier than the original song. Like the With You version yeah. on Reanimation is way heavier than the version on Hybrid Theory. And then I'm going Living Things. Living Things, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought Living Things is like... If I was to... I think Living Things represents like it's like a perfect representation representation of like all their albums if you combine it into like one yeah that's how yeah. i feel about it yeah like if you had to give someone Linkin park 101 yeah 100 a lot of lost in the echo oh yeah so good. amazing too so good dude uh i also love bleed it out yeah just uh, just so good it's classic so good. man also fate come on like, did you know fate? bleed it out is about writing what? It's about writing. Oh, that makes so much sense. That, yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah, and obviously they're talking about, like, music, but, like... Yeah. It's not... Like, if you listen to it now, you'll yeah. hear it. Oh, wow. I want to yeah. listen all the way. Drive back home. <laughs> all right. You do one, I'll do one. Okay, I'll randomly pick one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Do you want to go first? You can go first. Oh, this one's hard. All right. Uh, do you talk about politics with your friends and family? A little bit, but not really. I, I'm so, like, anti, like, I'm, like, more, like, libertarian kind yeah. of views where it's, like, I don't, I just want politics to be, like, as far as away from me as possible. Like, yeah. I don't really, like, I don't vote because I feel like the system's fucking broken and I don't want it to be part of, like, some yeah. stupid, like, anyways, um, short answer, no, really. Yeah, me you neither. know, I don't talk about it. For me, it's, like, very, like, different because, like, 
it's so deep that no, I don't think anyone in my family, including myself, is qualified, or my friends, is qualified enough to understand it. Yeah. So it's like we're all like, it's like we're all talking about a system that no one gets. Like if I live a, leave a magic show, I'm not gonna debate with my friends or family on how they did the trick because none of us have fucking clue what they did. Yeah, right? yeah. So like I'm not gonna just. There's no point because it's it's always gonna lead to conflicts. Yeah. And it's no point because like. It's an external system that doesn't give a shit about you, but now I'm fighting with the closest people that I care about. Like, right. It makes no sense. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> fuck no. Okay. Um, do the years seem to pass more quickly as oh we grow god. older? Oh my god, yes. I hate it so much, Paul. You have no idea. I hate it so much. I hate it so fucking much. I, the last three years have been a blur. It's been a blur. Like, if you point to me a memory if you just pull a photo out of my phone mm. like what year was this I'm like I have no fucking clue I couldn't tell you for the life of me it's bad I hate it I generally if <laughs> I I'm looking at it. photos I can <laughs> I tell it. how old they are based on where my hairline is fair I guess you know what I, I mean? guess I guess that's one way of doing it <laughs> but it's bad dude it's bad like some of the incidents I don't remember some of the parties if you told me I'm like oh that was in 2021 I'm like no that was 2022 I'm like I have no fucking clue yeah yeah it's bad one theory that I've heard and it's the most makes sense to me because it uses math. Is that when you were younger, a year was a bigger part percentage of your life than it is now. Interesting. So if you were five years old, a year was twenty percent of the life you lived. Mm -hmm. But if you're twenty years old, it's like four percent of the life you lived. So that's why it feels faster, hmm. right? So when you're fifty, and a year goes by, it's like less than two percent. Of your life. Yeah, yeah. So it feels going faster because it's now a smaller percentage. Okay. That's how I've seen it. So it's like if I spend an hour in this room today, right, like that's going to be like the longest I've ever spent it. But if I live here, then this hour is not going to feel this long. But for me, oh my God, I'm like, oh, I remember everything about this space. But you've spent so much time in this room, for you it's like, oh, it's whatever, it's another hour. So that's what, that's what I've heard. Okay. Which is kind of comforting, but I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, like so much so I feel like that, like, sometimes I don't even know what day it is, bro. Like, yeah. I barely have days off, dude. Yeah. Like, when it comes to, like, my nine to five and doing the refing and yeah. doing, like, comedy, like, podcasts now that it's back, um, like, I just, I don't know, man. I don't have any days, days off and it just, I remember, you know, in school, it's just, it feels more day-to-day -day than you, yeah. you, you graduate and whatever, and you're working, and then it's like, time kind of goes by, and for me anyway, it was like, oh, it goes by in paychecks, you know? It's like, I was getting paid every week, and then, like, the weekly pay thing, for some reason, like, fizzled out, and then bi-weekly became more of a normal thing, yeah. so then, I like, time moved by every two, and, and yeah, it just... Yeah, 100%. It definitely seems like it's going by There's no structure, I hate it. It's like it's like the open world in GTA. It's like, what? <laughs> Tell me what I have to do and I'll go to bed. <laughs> Just, I hate it. Alright, which All right. other one? Um, if you knew you would never be caught, which laws would you break? Oh, buddy, I would just rob banks. <laughs> Mad banks. Oh, yeah. That's it. I would just do a bunch of shit to get money. Yeah. And then I would stop doing the shit. I would rob like maybe like five massive banks and then I would just fucking just chill for the rest of your life. Yeah, like I would still do the things I like to do. Yeah, but not but, like, for like I a wouldn't financial be, I wouldn't yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 9 to 5 would be gone for yeah, sure, 100%. right? I would just yeah. I would 100%. So I would distribute like I would redistribute all the wealth 
for the rich people. Yeah. I just give it out to people who need it. Yeah. Keep, keep a couple for myself. Oh, well, now I feel really selfish. No, no, no. I, that's, what, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, I, that's what I mean. So what I, what I will do is, so like, my thing was like Bezos, go to Bezos and Musk. Yeah. Basically leave them with how much they need to like exist. Yeah. Take it, keep a, a billion for me. Yeah. And yeah. then redistribute everything else yeah. in the world. I'm like, hey, what do you need? How much do you need? You need a couple billion? Here's a couple billion. See, if like, I was doing that, I'd make sure I, I had like $3 more than Bezos. So, just so I could be like... Oh, 100%. No, Bezos will get like basic sustainable. I keep a billion. <laughs> I keep a billion. I'm doing all this work, bro. Right, right. <laughs> Fuck. You deserve it. <laughs> I deserve it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like my superpower you're misusing, so... <laughs> Alright. Um, this one is kind of... Tied to the other one. Yeah. When does time... Seem to pass more slowly or quickly for you? Oh, slowly is when I'm waiting for something big. So if I have like a huge show tonight, mm-hmm. the day would pass by so slowly. Mm-hmm. Or if I have like a huge exam or like a big meeting at work. Or like when you were a kid and it was like Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. Something big. Like yeah. something Christmas Eve, like a huge party that I'm looking forward to. If I'm going on a, go on a, a date and like right before, like that feels forever. Right, um, quickly is when I'm like doing shit that I love. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm on stage, mm-hmm. I'm like, "That's that's the light." Fuck, I'm having fun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, if I'm not bombing though. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, like, like a, a oh, bomb oh, is time slows down oh, and doing good. It's like even you're fuck, crushing like, the set goes. Especially if you're doing crowd work and it's oh, like, oh. damn. Yeah. I had a bunch of shit left, and I was just having fun. Like it's just so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. I think that's the best way comics can answer. Like bombs feel like when time slow down. Yeah, and like crushing feels like oh shit, that's seven minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that, well, that's my answer, man. I was yeah. that's it for me. Yeah, um, it for me. All right, like dope time. You can uh, let these people know where to get at you if you'd like, sir. Hundred percent. So my Instagram is just my name, which is going to be hard. So I'm going to just ask Paul to put it in the description. All right. Yeah. Well, you'll see it if you're if you're listening or you're watching. You'll you'll see it. Yes, yeah, so it's gonna be Instagram. That's where I put all my comedy stuff, shows, reels, videos, all that is there. You have a link tree. Yeah, I have a link tree. I have a link tree. I have a link tree. Instagram's on there. Twitter's on there. Not that I post. It. If you want to see wrestling shit on, that's what I post on Twitter. And then uh, TikTok. I guess, hey, but I don't follow my dude. Thank you. No, follow Paul. If you're watching, if you're if you're watching this because you, one of my friends, follow Paul. He's fucking hilarious. Go to one of his shows. Honestly, like, half the people that watch this shit aren't subscribed, so... Yeah, subscribe. You know, if you're watching and you've watched more than one and you actually are liking it, well, if you watch more than one and you're watching a second one, fucking like, subscribe, Subscribe do all that shit. Yeah, 100%. Um, Like always, podcast is brought to you by Neon Light District. Hit them up. Use code PILLOTALK to save 10%. And by The Great North Apparel. Hit them up. Use code PILLOTALK to save 30%. Thank you so much for being here, Thank brother. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. Much love. Appreciate, Appreciate you. And uh, I'll see you in two weeks, guys. Peace the fuck out.